once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air and online, really online. Let's, let's, let's be honest. On air? No. No. We're, we're online. Here at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, we are still giving you the on-air experience, as it were, by giving you a choice between uh, just listening to us as a standard podcast, uh, first link on our homepage if you're looking at it that way, or uh, as a radio loop, as we be uh, as we've come to call it over the years now, most certainly, um, it is uh, uh, your opportunity to pick the show up at whatever point it happens to be in the playing of it as a loop on a separate computer here in the studio, and wherever the show is, and you and when you hit the link, the loop link, as it were, you basically uh, join us at that point, kind of an analogish experience, the sort of thing, minus the static, minus the tuning in problems that one would encounter if one were listening to a good old-fashioned uh, air uh, broadcast radio back in the day, uh, minus the digital, so that you basically uh, don't just lock in when you finally do lock in, and you're differences, dropouts, not not static, but, you know, we, maybe you can still get static somehow, some way. But, but the basic idea is there. Uh, we are going to keep that going for a bit longer, most certainly. We, uh, we seem to be getting, uh, I don't know if this is a, uh, a reaction to the announcement that we're thinking of dropping the radio loop uh, access but we seem to suddenly be getting more and more people coming in via the radio loop. So, uh, well, <laughs> if, if that's a vote of confidence, let's see. Let's see as another month or so goes by. You let us know if you want to see the radio loop continue with the show. And we'll, uh, we'll respond to your, your, your indications, your indicia, your needs, and uh, it's fine by me, one way or the other. Uh, just as a programming note, actually, while we're at it, too. Um, we, uh, today being a Friday, it is, it's the 12th of January, and of course David Bach will be joining us in the second half of our show. But a, another programming note, if I may, as well. Um, this, uh, on Sunday, a couple of days from now, we are going to record our first Noble Hearts Forum of the, uh, of the new year, of 2024. And it will be on the topic of uh, building a sustainable peace between the Gazans and the Israelis. I, 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 know, I know the standard, the standard uh, lead-in to that story is always, to, let's talk about the uh, Hamas-Israeli war. No, there, there, are, there are two, two po politically distinct places with populations that are in a state of horrific conflict, and we can, we can easily 
go through a historical uh, statement about uh, who is historically to blame for what and who did what 75 or 80 years ago and what's been going on and how the Israelis have blah, blah, blah. And insofar as a historical knowledge of all that is necessary, hopefully we will get to that uh, when we record this show on Sunday. But we're not going to stop there. That, that seems to be conveniently where too many uh, sources of, of, of information, uh, too many uh, social media outlets uh, stop at, at pointing a finger and trying to pick a side and say, who is the bad guy? Which is all well and good if, you're, if your goal is simply uh, to basically stick it to the other side uh, for the sake of uh, uh, creating listenership or having an argument or, or just, you know, per perpetuating us versus them. And, and sort of, uh, that is sort of indicative of, I, I would call it sort of a, um, the, the, the results of Trumpism. And MAGAism and the and the good guy bad guy thing. Uh, well, maybe maybe that preceded Trumpism. Maybe that's what Trump depended on to kind of reshape the Republican Party to simply get people to be able to point to a bad guy and release all their feelings and emotions. You you see this on on college campuses. You've seen a lot of this in recent weeks and months now, since certainly since October 7th. Uh, whose fault is all this? And, and college kids, uh, uh, you, you hear them, I, I've heard, you've heard the chanting, uh, from, the, from the river to the sea, uh, and, and this is supposed to be some kind of a, I don't know, is it, a, is it an unveiled or a veiled uh, threat that the state of Israel has no right to exist because Palestinians have been blah, 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 and they did blah, 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 but the Israelis did blah, 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 and, who's, and on and on and on and on. You, and you, you, you get the idea. Well, th that's not the way uh, we will, or certainly not the way I will moderate this show on Sunday. We have four incredibly well uh, uh, well-qualified individuals to talk about this, uh, not least among them a, a very familiar voice on air here with these Noble Hearts forms, uh, Dr. Charles Webble. Uh, and and uh, we'll have Dr. Bill Mulligan, we will have uh, John Cugini, we will have Tom Gallagher. Four extremely well-versed guys who just coincidentally I happened to go to high school with at probably one of the top schools, well, at that time, the top school in the country. Uh, I think over the years it's been demoted down to the top uh, Catholic high school in the country, I'm, for what it's worth, I don't know. A place called Regis High School in Manhattan. And it puts out some very, very smart, thoughtful people. We'll have four of the best, certainly from my class, uh, showing up with us on Sunday. So I urge you, uh, after, I would say after 2 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, uh, this show will be replaced at the top of the uh, podcast list with the show that we'll be taping uh, around noon Eastern this coming Sunday. It will be about Israel, 
uh, and Gaza and what we have to do, not just who we need to blame to get past uh, uh, the next, get to the next uh, guest on the list or, or, or to just basically uh, satisfy ourselves about having someone to blame in the true Trump spirit of things. No, it's going to be about solving this. What can be done? We're going to have some very, very good minds here, and we're going to put them to work talking about solutions, not just blame. It'll be different, and it'll be definitely worth your time. So please, listen in anytime after 2 p.m. on Sunday, the 14th of January, and that show will be up uh, as a podcast and very possibly uh, still as a radio loop for a certain amount of time. But as a podcast, uh, it'll be there for quite some time, and I, I trust you'll have a chance to listen in. Now, as I say, today also being a Friday, David Bach will be joining us in our second half of the show. But let me, let me, um, let me deal with the first half before we do that. A funny thing happened... Uh, in a New York court yesterday, uh, <laughs> for the first time in probably, in, in, in memory, uh, I, for me anyway, Donald Trump was shut up. Uh, Judge uh, Androgan, in the, in the closing arguments of the Trump uh, tax fraud case, which has not been going well for Donald. The, the closing arguments were being given well after he and his sons had been found guilty by the judge of committing fraud, tax-based fraud, uh, misvaluating, overvaluating, undervaluating for the purposes of either uh, saving on taxes or getting better rates in loans doing this with their properties, and doing it for years and years and years, doing it so much so that by closing arguments yesterday, Letitia James had moved up her original demand, and you can do, this happens, her original demand was for $250 million plus interest uh, in actual damages that the state of New York had suffered by not receiving money it should have received because the Trump family lied about this. This is a civil case, mind you, but it is still about money. It's money damages, and it's massive amounts of money here. But then again, you're playing with big base numbers. And basically, she moved it up from 250 to $370 million that had been ill-gained by Donald, his kids, and the Trump organization by lying about the value of their properties. Now, this is something that the, that the judge uh, is, that's all, that's all this part of the case is about. There's no question about how much, um, how much the, that the fact that there was fraud, that the Trump, Trumps lied, that it's been going, that, that part is done. But the way the complaint was issued in this case, the issue of first finding fraud and then determining the financial damages suffered by the state, this is the state bringing an action against Trump and, and his kids, 
they're two separate things. But of course, first off, you had to determine that Trump lied his ass off and the kids were lying their ass off. There was fraud, not, not, not criminal in this case, a civil, a civil fraud. Okay, you lied on your taxes. You're not supposed to. People do it a little bit, but you don't do it to the level, and we're not going to go into the details again, to the level that the Trump family was doing it. And, and now, like I say, Letitia James has the number up to $370 million plus interest and a demand that Donald be barred for the rest of his life from doing any kind of real estate business in New York, anything to do with anything with properties, and that the kids be banned for five years, and that their current assets within New York, primarily I would think that's, that's got to be Trump Tower and 40 Wall, those be taken over by a receiver, and all kinds of review be done to make sure that any properties that are currently in that are out there, Trump properties, that have New York-based licenses, that are New York businesses, that are LLCs, however, that whatever their, whatever their corporate structure is, their non-personal structure has been done through, through New York State. Any properties that have that have not been suddenly, secretedly uh, changed to another state so that they, they, they escape uh, the long arm of New York State in attempting to uh, collect on whatever the ultimately declared damages are by Judge Androgan. Now, the indications seem to be that there really isn't a strong legal argument for the Trumps to claim that, well, I mean, they're still kind of, you know, Donald showed, Donald was told, we, we talked about this on the last show, Donald basically was told, you can't get involved in the closing argument. You can only make a legal argument. You can't make a grandstand. You can't do anything. Of course, at, during the actual case, he was there. And what does he do? The exact opposite. Begins insulting the judge, begins insulting Letitia James, basically starts saying that he's at fault, starts doing a campaign speech. And the judge allows this for a while. And then, then after about two minutes, said to his attorneys, can counselor control your client? Just, just said this. Well, they couldn't, and, or they wouldn't. And after about five and a half minutes, shut Trump up. No, one's, no one ever seems to be able to do this. Judge Androgan did it rather succinctly. And, and Trump shut up. Now, of course, on all of the, the Trump-oriented sort of outlets and in social media and whatever, uh, you know, cable network, it'll all be just Trump really stuck it to him or something. No. That's what it'll show up as. But the bottom, bottom, bottom line is Trump basically got shut up. Very possibly for the first time in his life. Uh, I, I was reading something from Mary Trump, his, uh, his niece, who obviously now is, is uh, released from uh, whatever restriction she had earlier about saying anything about her uncle. She has a... Uh, she has a blog or a podcast or whatever she, she has out there, and, and uh, she is saying everything and anything, and it, it comes out pretty strongly. Uh, <laughs> it is not, it is not, she does not mince words or, or information about her uncle. Um, and, and basically, she says she thinks it may be 
maybe one of the first times in, in th that she could recall in her lifetime, uh, this is including family gatherings and everything else, that Donald actually was shut up. Donald never shut up, not with the family, not anyone else. He would complain, bitch, moan, hold court, and everybody kind of let him do it. it it's just, it became the family thing to let Donald go. And, 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 and she was reveling in, in the fact that Donald, that Uncle Donald got shut up in court. Now, and th this, this happened, that's... That's indicative. I mean, you're in closing arguments. You're before a judge who was there in lieu of a jury. Why? Because your attorneys decided that they had a better shot of getting a better deal in a New York court by just having a judge who basically wouldn't be quite as presumptively prejudicial towards Donald as, as a jury might be, I, 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 I question that, I question the wisdom of that decision. But you don't, you don't take advantage of, of what you think is your better posture with the judge by allowing your client to basically insult the judge during closing arguments. So this is the last thing in the judge's mind before he alone has to make a decision about how much the penalty, how much the fine and the, well, how big the penalty will be that Trump will have to uh, go through. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's insane. But it's life in the world of Trump. Now, I don't know if it happened on the same day yesterday, but it's appearing in the news this morning as though it happened yesterday. And, 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 and there is something even, it's something that New Yorkers would be most aware of, a, a garish reminder of Trump's uh, former claims to glory. I mean, yes, of course, Trump Tower, you know, over on 57th and, and, and 5th Avenue. Okay, that, that's there. It's got the name emblazoned on it. All the names have been taken off all the apartment buildings that were up and down the West Side Highway. Thank God for that. But there was one more glaring reminder. As you, as you traveled from Queens, the borough of Queens, to the Bronx, over the first span, the first major span that was uh, that allowed that, uh, built in the I guess the late 40s, early 50s, the Bronx Whitestone Bridge. At the Bronx side of that bridge, uh, there used to be a police shooting range. It was it was used by the New York City Police as a shooting range, uh, training, and all that other stuff. And I don't, I can't tell you how many years ago. But it got turned into a golf course. And it's a lot of open land right at the foot of the, on the Bronx side of the Whitestone Bridge. Uh, sort of like an isthmus of sorts. And, and uh, the Trump family, uh, I, I think the city owns the land, but the Trump family bid on and got the right to manage the golf course. Now, managing doesn't in anything anything that has the name Trump on it to manage it means that Donald's name goes on it. Donald does not take a 
silent, uh, hidden, uh, you know, uh, cryptic position in any property he has. Any property, anything that is owned by Donald, or not owned, but even controlled in any way, managed in any way, there will be, that is the opportunity, it's the signal to Donald to get his name out there again. And as you, as you came across the Whitestone Bridge, just as you were coming down off the peak of the bridge, the, the high point of the bridge, and now you're coming down, down in towards the Bronx, to your right-hand side, on that open area, on the golf course, before the entrance to that golf course, lying and pitched at enough, at just the right angle so that you would see it and could read it very clearly from the bridge. Okay, you're driving in and, and pitched at maybe about, oh, I don't know, a 20, 25 degree angle and spread out about, oh, <coughs> let's see, I'm going to guess, hmm, uh, something like about... I think each word, about a yard, one, two, three, four, five, eight, 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 nine, ten. And I would say about um, 15 or 20 yards wide. Big, big. And that means, and, 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 and another uh, three or four yards high. Big sign, low, ground. And in what looked like granite, I don't know if it was carved into it, I'm not sure what the physical way in which this was done, but the words... Trump links, Trump links, T-R-U-M-P-L-I-N-K-S were there, Trump links. And again, Donald doesn't just take over uh, management of anything. It's everything. Every property is an opportunity, has been, had been, an opportunity to get his name out there because his name means everything to him. <laughs> Well, kids, as of yesterday, now, I, I, again, I'm not positive that it happened yesterday, but the name Trump Links is gone. Gone. Um, I, I, I think, I think it was, I think they were, the, the, the actual letters, was it the letters or the background to the letters was in grass green or something, something, something indicative of being on a green golf course. The, the color green played up there. But as of yesterday, at least the way the, the, the news reports are coming in, as of yesterday, the name Trump Links was replaced by Bally. Bally, I think it's Bally Links. Are they calling it the same thing, Bally Links? But Bally, uh, what, was ha what happened was uh, the city of New York, which controls the right uh, of anyone to manage its properties, uh, declared that the, the, uh, the agreement under which they and Trump uh, were operating so that he was able to put his name on this uh, was uh, coming to an end. And I believe it came to an end at the end of 2023. Now, was the contract that, that, that basically bound the city to allow Trump to manage it, did the contract come to an end? I have to look that up. I'm not sure exactly what the circumstances were. Did the city unilaterally decide to end that contract? I'm not sure. I have to check that out. But one way or the other, the city withdrew. Trump's right 
to manage those that golf course there on the Bronx side, just right near the footings of the Whitestone Bridge. Okay, it's no longer in Trump's name. And uh, the Bally organization, which by the way is also uh, moving like crazy to try to um, get uh, a casino happening in that same property. Not, un not unlike uh, the way uh, the uh, Yonkers Raceway, a little further up on the throughway, basically finally allowed itself to, or the state allowed it to move into a casino sort of an environment. It would be a similar thing for Bally's here. They've been looking for this opportunity forever. And I, 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 I'll get the exact details on why uh, the Trump organization was kicked out of there. I am positive, one thing I am positive is that this was not done because the Trump organization wanted to no longer have Donald's name uh, glaring in everybody's face as their car drove off the Bronx-bound side of the, uh, of the Whitestone Bridge. And the news of this happens as the tax case closes, as closing arguments end for the tax case, Donald's name almost simultaneously gets yanked off of this golf course on the Bronx side of the Whitestone Bridge, and he insults the judge, almost guaranteeing that he is going to get, he, as, as if knowing, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be a bad fine. Will it be the $370 million? I have no idea. But it was $250, and that would be bad enough. The $370, uh, I believe one of Trump's attorneys referred to it as corporate, corporate murder or corporate suicide or something along those lines. And yes, that's exactly what it would be. Donald does not have 250 or 370 million dollars in cash to pay the government. And understand something, and I've said this a number of times, that money is due. The money is due, okay? And, in, in, and, and if you've ever been audited, you know that if you have an amount due to the government, they expect you to pay it right then and there, or make arrangements for payment, okay? You, you've got to deal with that immediately. It's not like, okay, when you, when you get a chance, pay me. No. When you, are, when you are in a legal situation like Trump is, and where there will most certainly be an appeal to whatever the amount is that Judge Androgen finally decides, and I'm going to guess it's going to be somewhere well over $300 million. That will mean that for Donald to pay that amount, besides going through his cash, I imagine, or he will probably have to sell properties. Those properties will be under receivership. I believe they're under receivership or some kind of external control now during the pendency of the case. And the likelihood is he would have to sell both Trump Tower and 40 Wall Street in order to, and it could, be, it could be a forced sale, depending on, okay, I can give up this much cash, but I need this, but you're gonna have to come up with it, one way or the other. You gotta come up with this money and come up with it soon. Now, in a appeal situation, what New York allows, and I, and I, I, I know this is, a little, this is a little different than the federal rules on this, 
New York says, yeah, you can appeal the case, and technically, we're not going to take everything or force the sale immediately, but in order to show good faith that you're not just trying to avoid paying ever because we want our money and we're going to get our money, you must come up with a bond representing a substantial percentage of the amount of money that you owe. Why? Well, because the appeal basically is going to be very, very, it, it, it's going to be incredibly difficult for Donald legally to basically say that there was, that there were legal inappropriateness or legal, legal mistakes made in coming to the decision, A, to find him and his kids fraud, fraudulent in their dealings, and B, in determining the amount that was basically set by Androgen. The, the possibility of winning that within New York State, within, within the system, and there is no technical appeal to this to the federal government. This is a state matter. This is just about nil. I, I, I can't say how, how low the odds are that Trump will get anything out of this except a delay of the final execution. What the percentage is that he's going to have to put up in bond, I'm not sure. I have to check this out also. But it's not a token amount. It, it is a substantial portion of the amount done. Must be in a bond. He must sign over the money, either the cash or the assets, it is yours to hold on to, O state of New York. This is yours. This is good faith, and you may not, you may not utilize it just yet, but it's yours. I am giving this over to you. So there, there's, no, there, there's no good news in this for Donald. And, and what it does more than anything else his name comes off the golf course, his, 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 his money will have to be, and again, we, oh, by the way, we don't have the final decision from, from Judge Androgen. He says that that decision will be coming, he promises before the end of this month. I have a feeling it could come a lot sooner than that, but I think for, the pur for purposes of, of looking uh, deliberative and, and reviewing evidence and all that other stuff. Uh, I'm sure he, his blood is boiling at the crap that Donald pulled in his court yesterday, but I have a feeling uh, it will be within a week or so we should probably hear something. What is it now? It's the 12th. I, I would guess that by the, uh, by the 22nd of this month, before the final week of January, uh, the third week of January, the end of the third week of January, you will get a decision, a money decision. I would be very surprised if it's less or substantially less than $300 million. And again, Donald doesn't have it, okay? That means his New York business is gone. That means his kids can't do anything with it. It means, for all intents and purposes, his real estate empire, which was always based in New York, evaporates. That means that what he has left are a bunch of golf courses and his name on buildings in, in, in corners of the world. That means that a lot of people really aren't going to be pleased with 
going and utilizing something that simply has Donald's name. His name will not be the drawer it was once before. And that also means, and it just, it just leaves us waiting. That was the first shoe to drop, his financial shoe. It says that Donald just is a hoax. Everything he said about himself, that he's a huge, powerful business, real estate, and he's blown it all by lying, by being a liar and a cheat, by lying on his taxes. He's blown it. And more and more information will come out about the fact that basically so much of this wasn't his, to begin with, that it was daddy's money, he kept blowing money, he's been taking money from banks, but, but yes, he pays them back, but it's not him. It's not him. It's not money that he had. What he has and what he really has, and when you water him down to net, is very, very little. And if it's all based on the value of his name, as everything is, his name will become less and less and less and less valuable. He will become an irrelevancy. When the mystique of Donald, whatever might be left of the mystique of Donald, as that begins to evaporate, the value of his name on a property evaporates with it. So what comes next, of course, will be the first time that a newspaper says Trump guilty. And Donald knows this. Donald knows that whatever happens in Iowa and whatever happens in New Hampshire and whatever happens in South Carolina in the next few weeks, all of that, that, that's all Republican and it's all the base and they're all with him and everything and they're all sucking off the same silo of information that will do everything that ignores, that does nothing to suggest there could ever be any kind of criminal lie. That's all a witch hunt, that's 91, and it's all going to go away and it's all blah, 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 blah. And no one dealing with the reality that at some point the likelihood is extremely high that Donald will be convicted in at least one of these cases before the election. And Donald knows, oh, he knows, that once, that once the words Trump guilty are out there, this will invade the protective walls, the silo, uh, the, the, the cone of silence, the, 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 the enforced ignorance that basically bathes the most loyal of his followers. This is going to be injected into their consciousness. And once the reality that he is absolutely vulnerable and subject to the law like everyone else and has been declared by a jury of his peers to be criminally guilty of the crimes for which he is convicted, whichever ones they are, with or without a jail sentence going with it. Once that happens, Donald is toast. And he'll bitch and he'll moan and he'll say that it's... And it's, and it's all a lie. But for the first time, for the first time ever, even after now, even after losing his money, however much that will sink in to the consciousness of his sycophants, whatever that's going to do now. But however much they have to, and I suppose maybe that can be avoided to some extent. Maybe if he has to sell the jet, I don't know. 
Maybe it's not as fancy. He can't, he can't come rolling in his 757 and, and just basically, sh I, I mean, I, I would imagine in his case, everything being image, that's the last thing he would want to do. But he may have to. Mar-a-Lago may have to go. You know, Mar-a-Lago that was valued actually at 75 million. No, nope, no, nope, he declared it to be 750 million for, for loan purposes. That may have to go. And, and, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to, I don't know how you get through to his people. But this is going to start to sink in. This is going to start to sink in. And we have yet to see the final decision coming in from Judge and Drogon. But that will come in. And it will come in, I'm saying, I, I, I feel confident, well before the end of this month of January. And the whole issue of people not seeing Donald's name as you cross the bridge. Well, we're New Yorkers. And by and large, uh, well, if you're coming in from Long Island, you, you might take that bridge also. You might be a Trump fan. No, no lack of Trump fans crossing that bridge. A lot of people in Long Island uh, are Republican-oriented, but they're not, some are, but most are probably not quite as insane as uh, your Midwestern uh, variety, your, 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 raw, your red meat eaters. And basically, it's just for the sake of being anti-lib uh, or something. And they're in there because, again, it's, it's a social thing. It's, it's, it's what your family is saying. It's, it's what your neighbors are saying. You just sort of reflexively say, of course I'd vote for the guy. Yeah, I know. I, I don't believe half the stuff they're saying about him. Yeah, it's a witch hunt. Don't worry. And you don't look any deeper. But as you come across the bridge starting today and you no longer see his name there, and you begin listening and somehow the word gets out at some point in the next week or two that he's been hit for somewhere around $300 million and that he's going to have to sell this, that, and the other thing in order to pay the fine and that he's not going to be able to do business in New York. And these things began to add up. And the icing on the cake, the thing that you, you invariably will start to have to become aware of is that there's going to be at least one criminal trial begun and ended prior to the election. And just like he can be taken down financially, just like his name can disappear off a, a property that is essentially owned by the city of New York that he was managing, just as he can be shut down by a judge in, in, in a... In a boisterous, ridiculous, childish attempt to basically uh, go nya-nya in the face and prove that he has absolutely no respect for the judicial system, no respect for law, no respect for anything except his own, his own ego and his own safety, his own, his, own damaged, his own damaged psyche. That's all he's concerned about, doesn't care about anyone or anything else. When you, as you begin to realize more and more that what you're, what you're in favor of, what you, what you are embracing in saying, I want Donald, is saying, I enjoy the Donald show. I enjoy feeling that I can do whatever I want to do because Donald can do it too. But as you keep that embrace going and as you watch what's happening to him, 
You, be, you cannot help but recognize that embracing him, embracing his methodologies, embracing his anger, embracing his grievance is not a guarantee that things go well for you or that everything will always be perfect and safe because Donald can protect you. No, Donald can't protect himself. That is going to begin creeping into the psyches of even the most ardent Trump supporter. And as I've said time and time again, and Donald has to know this, his niece Mary has said this any number of times. She's a licensed psychologist. She knows him personally, knows how his, his brain works. The, the, the death knell to him will be the first one is already about to come with, with being stripped of his assets, largely. That the, the image of invincible, uh, perpetual, great real estate developer leaving a legacy for his family and the world, showing how great he is, the legacy is about to evaporate. A. B. And... He is a crook. He is guilty as charged. That will be coming before the election. And at least one case, most likely the simplest of them, the January 6th case, which uh, basically, according to Jack Smith, is the easiest one to bring. Four counts, straightforward, and, he's, and, he, and Smith is holding all the cards. All of the documentation submitted by Trump's lawyers do not amount to a hill of crap. The only thing they have right now is the final appeal right now, which is going to work its way through the appeals court, then up to the Supreme Court saying, Donald is not guilty for being guilty. He is not responsible for any criminal acts he performed while president. Anything he did is covered and he's safe. A total crock of shit. Everybody knows it. And that will be basically passed off. And then that's it. They've got nothing else to protect him. They've got, Jack Smith is holding all the cards. That case is still scheduled to begin on March 4th. It will end well. No, even Give it a month. Make a mistake. Uh, move it back. Give it a month extra. It will end well, well before the election. Or it might end right in the final push for election. Maybe mail-in ballots are already uh, starting to, uh, to flow at that point. You know, the ones that Trump doesn't want. The ones that he claims only help uh, Democrats. Well, you know, Republicans, if they could get their mail-in ballots in before Trump actually has a guilty, uh, before he's declared guilty, criminally guilty, uh, that, that might be a help. That, that, that would be a help to Trump. But it's not going to get better for him. And I, and I, and I, and I keep trying to, to let people understand this. And you can see day by day, there can be uh, the media, oh my God, Trump is, it looks, like, it looks like he might get away. No, 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 no. Everything is in motion here. Reality is impinging on this guy. Be good to your family. Care about your country. Recognize that Donald is on his way down. If you want to keep worrying about, yeah, you can worry about him, worry about what would happen if he got, 
he's not going to be reelected. You can, you can imagine he will. Yes, there's, is there a possibility? Yeah, there's a, there's a possibility. But it is the vaguest, vaguest of possibilities increasingly. Every time something in the realm of reality hits the fan and spreads outward, the, 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 the likelihood, the possibility even, becomes remoter and remoter. The numbers, the odds become more and more astronomical. Donald will not be elected. We simply won't let it. America is not that stupid. We just aren't. We, we want to believe that there's enough stupid people out there who will still, no matter what, jump up and down and, and cut off their noses and, 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 and jump off a bridge and, and whatever. For Donald, anything. No. There are limits. And you're going to watch those limits play out. First, with the order that Judge Androgen will be putting in and how this, how, just the how, Donald's empire will be destroyed. That's what you'll learn then. And then watching the trial begin to come into play and, of course, Donald trying to overcome all of that with uh, whatever campaign stop he's making for whatever uh, primary uh, situation and maybe finding out that he doesn't do as well as he might otherwise Stick it, stick, stick around. Watch it play out. But don't panic. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Reality and justice will prevail here. Adjust your expectations and adjust your perspectives accordingly. And, and you can do all that. Um, while you listen to a little jazz.
This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to Center Left Radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Center Left Radio has been here for more than seven consecutive years and more than 800 individual episodes. 800. Think of that. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can. On a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make Center Left Radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we enter this final consequences stage of the Trump saga. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know. We all know. We can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Center Left Radio, thank you. You're listening to Central F Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz, and you're listening to us on the web at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. You know what comes next. David, what's on your mind? Well, there's a lot. It's been a busy week, and if you want to hear more, you can follow me on Twitter at Basis Ideas. No, um, I want to talk about planes very quickly because... Um, they've been in the discussion, at least uh, in the online, right, in a very interesting way over the last couple okay. months. So, okay. So uh, a couple months ago, uh, Ashley Sinclair, who's this lunatic right-winger, um, saw immigrants, and I know this is crazy, but she saw immigrants at an airport. Um, and they started freaking out about oh, you know, where are they transporting these people? Do the pilots know? And this is, this is the thing. She's like, you know, they're, they're scaring the pilots. They're, you know, they're using them to, like, hide the, the number of immigrants coming in and stuff, which, like, she's like, yeah, the pilots don't even know who they're transporting. It's like, they don't know normally. Like, I think occasionally they'll be told if there's a, a person on board who's, like, a prisoner or something, but... The pilots don't go down the roads and ask um, who who's on their plane. So yeah, no. That, and, gets- I mean, if there were if there was a problem, if if there was a known criminal, or if there was if there was some other problem, or there or there was an acting out situation that they were aware of, anything that could be problematic for the flight, 
they would know. But other than that, no. I mean, somebody's immigration status, no. It's not something, you know, as far as I've ever heard, yeah. Right. So that's how they started. Um, but now they've, they've moved on. Um, so you have to remember, and this is this is true, the online right hates uh, minorities and they hate women. Right. Um, currently, they're mad at this thing called DEI, which is diversity, inclusion, and equity. Right. Um, it's basically saying like, oh, yeah, you got to widen your search um, and allow candidates who aren't white men. Um, this has led them to become insanely racist for arguably the dumbest reasons. Um, you know that Boeing uh, incident that happened where the door fell off? Right, with Alaska, the uh, so-called door plug, as they called it. But it's a door. Yeah, fell off. Um, whose fault do you think that was? Do you think it was uh, the, the, the well-documented cost-cutting and um, uh, capitalism in order to make a profit, you think that had a problem with uh, it, there, there, that? That that would certainly more than anything else, since it happened on a brand new plane. It had been in service for just barely a month or two, and essentially, um, it winds up that they uh, they found a similar problem on other aircraft that were delivered around. Yeah, it might be somebody or some subcontractor who was cutting corners. If you want to take that to uh, down to uh, you know uh, corporate greed i suppose you could but at a minimum it's 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 uh, sloppy controls and 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 just messy uh and, and and messy maintenance and everything else that goes into the creation of an airplane but yeah i, well, I guess you, you could have a capitalist kind of a thing in there sure well you sir are not as smart as the online right because the actual reason according to them is minorities oh it is it is the minorities flying the plane that that happened. Well, well no, wait, wait, how did how, David? How did I miss that? Could you could you explain that in more detail? Sure. There's this super racist account that Elon Musk loves that literally made up uh, race science IQ numbers um, to say that uh, black people are semi literate and that um, actually they're the reason that the planes are happening. Uh, and they're there now. All these people are, uh, and they also just got mad yesterday that an entire crew was women. Um, they they truly just believe that. Uh, wait, 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 I, I want to go back to the black the black people thing. Are, were, are they saying that the people who manufactured the plane or who no, were responsible? No, they're saying that. How do the black people figure into the door falling off? Well, because DEI is is about uh, it's reverse racism. You hire unqualified uh, um, minorities, and therefore uh, um, bad things happen because. Uh, it's inconceivable to them that a minority would be overqualified rather than a uh, over a white person. Well, well, wait, wait. So, 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 so somehow, I, I, again, I, I, I want to get this so that anyone, anyone on the verge of rational listening to this show can understand what the logic or the illogic of this is. That somehow, because the company that manufactured or put the door in or however that were might have had it might have had black people working for them or black people were involved in putting the door in place i am, am i am i am i coming too close to something that almost could be logical is well, that what they yes because you're forgetting also women exist and they could also be but, but 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 where do black people come in i don't understand the nexus they're just you have to understand they hate 
minorities and they think they're all inferior. So it's an irrational it's so it's an irrational rant with no nexus, no logical connection, but the door fell off. It must be because of black people. And and if you're in that mindset, no need to question any further or make the logical connections any stronger than that, which means there are no logical connections. Am I am I getting close now? That that's basically it. It's what the we're all Jesus. mad about online. But we can get to the other thing that they're mad about online uh, in a minute. But very, very quickly, um, there was a, a debate between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was irrelevant. Um, also, CNN did a really bad job. Um, there was no pushback, like to anything they said. Like they, they when they were talking, DeSantis in. In this uh, thing, both said, yeah, I'm totally happy with letting uh, Israel um, ethnically cleanse and remove all the Palestinians from uh, Gaza. And he also said that all the immigration is just a ticking time bomb going to destroy uh, um, the country. Like, America. Uh, the, uh, uh, our yeah, country. America. Just, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. And they just looked at him with a blank face and would continue on with whatever the fuck you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was it was a disaster. I'm so I'm so um, glad I didn't see it. I'm so glad I didn't see it. Wow. Uh, then there's the the two part. We got to talk about the house, and then we'll talk about all the um, Trump's fun legal cases. Uh, so first, um, it appears that there's a chance that Speaker Johnson either reneges on the potential deal that he has um, because of his crazy uh, right flank right, or right. he gets removed, which, you know, who knows what happens there. Uh, yeah, who yeah, they'll pick yeah, yeah, after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if he does renege on this, that's it. There will be no ability to govern. I don't know how they open the, the government again because there's no way to trust what, he, what any Republican says at this point because originally the reason that they were going to have the government shut down was because uh, Kevin McCarthy made a deal and then he got yelled at and had some mean tweets said about him and then he uh, reneged on it and then um, ultimately had to pass it with the Democrats so they revoked him. Right. And it appears Speaker Johnson might be doing something similar. Um, so there's that fun little nugget. Um, there's also their, uh, they had a couple committee hearings. Um, they have nothing. Like, like just across the board. Like, to be clear, their argument is that Hunter Biden defined a subpoena even though he showed up. And yeah, said, yeah I found I'll that happily, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll happily talk to you in, in the open. They're like, no, 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 no. We, we have to do it behind closed doors. It is worth mentioning that some of the people holding these hearings are Jim Jordan and Scott Perry, who are currently in violation of their own subpoena. Right. That they just blew off. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, in part of this, uh, Hunter Biden showed up to the hearing. Um, that sat I, in the gallery. I, I understand. He sat the, in the gallery with his lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I don't know all this, uh, the rules of the the House. It is possible that they couldn't have gathered them in and talked to him right there, but they didn't do that. They were given the option to. They said, "Hey, let's make a motion to gavel him," and they said. Instead, they grandstanded. What they did was uh, Nancy Mays yelled at him about having no balls, which, to be fair, is 
nonsense because literally everyone has seen them because they're obsessed with showing his his genitalia everywhere. Yeah, and and didn't, which, and didn't Marjorie Taylor Greene didn't they actually said. wind up after he left? Didn't they actually show that 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 picture on the floor of the house at, at the hearing? That she actually Again. produced the photograph. Unbelievable. Again, she did. Yeah. Um, so they they still have nothing. They, it's all hypocritical. Uh, the reason they don't have hearings is because they're it's just a clown show. They have no ability to do just anything productive. And it yeah. is again, it is always worth mentioning that they don't have any policies. And we know this because they're literally the least productive Congress in history. They've That's right. Absolutely nothing. That's right. And and um, it doesn't it doesn't show signs of getting any better between now and the end of twenty twenty four. Yeah. And that's that's you know because that's what they want they want to have a productive their argument is um democrats can't uh can't govern effectively because they want to make government uh bigger so we're going to obstruct government and lie about everything and then um you have to vote us in because we'll obviously do something about it what it is we'll never tell you or actually do but you know that's just the way it works don't worry um, we're stopping don't worry even though it looks like we're doing nothing what we're really doing says the republicans or at least they, they that seems to be the mindset we're we're making sure that the democrats can't do anything so keep us in here and we will just keep stopping the democrats indefinitely we'll make sure nothing ever fucking happens ever in the in the congress of the united states and boy won't the country be better for that that seems to be the logic. Right. Well, to be fair, things have gotten better. Gas is down. Uh, inflation has gone down. The price of drugs has gone down. Um, there are still serious issues. Gee, are, are those, are those things that are because of the Republican Congress? Uh, is, is, is the no, Repu- the House? not at all. Jeez. I, oh, uh, God. I mean, you mean by doing nothing, good things don't happen by doing nothing? I, 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 I well, thought that was the I, argument, yeah, the Republican argument. Too. If you talk to the media, that's what happened with the drugs. They just the the drug makers just magically found it within them to. They uh, just decided to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that's um, logical, sure. And then I want to talk about uh, the Trump argument. So the thing to remember about Trump's natural immunity or his presidential immunity claim is he's not currently president. Um, so any argument about what exactly the powers the president has to commit crimes, um don't apply to him. Of they course. currently apply to Joe Biden. So the more far-fetched his arguments get, the more power is basically handing to Joe Biden. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It was the same thing with the uh, Mike Pence can overturn the election. Um, yeah, so by that argument, uh, Kamala Harris can. And then right. they're like, well, right, they right, put a right. wall in to fix that. It was like, yeah, because you... Because you tried to do this, and they had to clarify it's not a thing. But I, I do want to talk about obviously the biggest part of his his lawyer's argument that the president of the United States can call can order SEAL Team Six to uh, assassinate his political opponent. Yeah, it, it, it got it, it got to that point. It got to that point. The argument. It got that. Talk about that, or if if you can, I mean, you know. Without laughing, well, I'm you're you're a lawyer, so you'll have a little bit more. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I want to hear. I want to hear someone with just common sense, and <laughs> you don't need a legal education to talk about the common sense end of that whole thing. 
his argument was that the president is basically immune from all crimes as long as he is not impeached and convicted by the Senate. Right? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. To be clear, the way to get uh, impeached by the Senate is you need a two-thirds majority. That's right. Which means that as long as you have basically 35 senators, um, 36 senators, you are immune from impeachment. Um, and since we will never get to a point where one side has almost 70 senators, unless something like utterly catastrophic happens, um, you basically have immunity by by party protection. Just, just, um, just exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, although, although, and I, and I, I know I'm going to interrupt, but please, you're going to get back to what you were saying. When Nixon left the White House, the head count in the Senate, and this was a different era, but the head count in the Senate, Republicans and Democrats alike, there were enough senators about to vote for his removal if the trial had ever begun in the Senate. That was a different era. It was a whole different time. But that's why Nixon left. He knew he would be basically kicked out if he didn't. I, I just throw that in there. Go back to your thought. I'm sorry. Right. And the other thing is, the, the other thing is, if he's allowed to assassinate his political opponents, he has two options then. Um, he can then just resign before they impeach him. Right. Basically right. giving him blanket immunity forever. Or he could just assassinate people who start doing the, the impeachment. Yeah, of course. There, of course. there is – it is just like an insanely asinine. Yeah, and, and, like and, 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 not, and take a trip to New York City and pull out and, and stop his limousine on Fifth Avenue, get out, start shooting people, and get back in and keep driving. That's it. You know, same thing. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that they, the, his other argument is, oh, presidents should have immunity to things that they do in the moment. Um, yeah, they have lawyers and advisors. There are some level of presidential immunity. Um, he's like, well, you know, if, if you come after me for all the crimes I do, maybe we'll go after Bush for, you know, lying us into the war in uh, Iraq or for uh, Obama for drone striking um, uh, Americans abroad. Okay. That's not a... Your argument is not, um, I didn't do crimes. And this is this is the crux of it, because this also comes with him being thrown off the ballot. Yeah. His lawyers didn't argue he didn't do crimes. They argued he just can't be punished for that. Exactly, exactly. And, 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 and David, I was waiting for you to put it that directly, and that is, the, that is the absolute most consumable, most easily understood thing for anyone, whether you're a lawyer or a non-lawyer, anyone else. I'm not saying, says his lawyer, really, that you didn't commit a crime. I'm just saying that he's above the law. That's all it comes down to, that the president is above the law forever and ever and ever. That anyone can understand the absurdity of that argument. And thank you, constitutional founders and the people who wrote it and everybody else, that is not what it says in the Constitution, nor is there any evidence that that's what the founders of our country, that's the result they wanted to have. Absolutely zero. The opposite. But, you know. Right. Because it, it should be clear, like, he has to at least, I, I understand his, their modus operandi is, we got to make it through today, we got to make it through today, we got to make it through today. But, like, if you win, you're not going to be president. Like, Joe Biden would have this infinite power to do whatever he wanted. It's not like you would ever get powers again. 
he would just use well in theory he, yeah, he, could, he could assassinate he could assassinate Donald <laughs> you know I mean, yeah. I mean sounds but, crazy but the, the it's nuts is, it, it is worth <laughs> again remembering that like while we kind of joke about this yeah he would be using those type of powers because he's not above using violence um, to get what he wants. Oh, no. Not oh, no, not violence. at all. No, Somebody no, else's violence. Like, no. He is, you know, this is a guy who just came off. Like, we just finished the year of him quoting, like, you know, all my enemies are, are vermin and they're poisoning the blood of America. Yeah, you um, know, good, all, good old fascist you know, uh, rhetoric, you know, perfect fascist rhetoric. Yeah. He's, he's uh, you know, he's totally fine with... Uh, at reaching out to the violent parts of his country. That's why he keeps talking about, oh, you know, there's going to be violence um, if things happen to me. Um, you know, he, he won't ever tell his supporters, don't send bombs um, or bomb threats to people. Like, it is, like, it is easy to joke about the absurdity of it, but he would 100% use violence in some way. And it's only, only going to get worse, David. From- it's only going to get worse for him. It, it, it's so... It, you know, yesterday, the closing okay, arguments. You know. Again, I understand that. Like, it is going to get worse for him. But it would be really nice if the Democrats, especially Joe Biden, stopped, um, you know, stepping on his own, like, just walking into his own defeat. Um, just for his foreign policy has just been awful. Um, out, outside of Ukraine, everything else has just been terrible. Um, and... He really has to start doing a comparison between, like, he has to start running on something. And there's, like, really easy shit that he could be running on. Run on a universal uh, paid school lunches. There's 15 Republican governors who have rejected federal funds in order to feed children over the summer. 15 governors. That's unconscionable. Of course it is. uh, That should be a, a, a fucking headline. Every single day talking about this. He should go after, and I know he won't because this is like a capitalist thing. There should be a national push to deal with wage theft. Like, it's a, like wage theft is unbelievable. So the high end of what they claim is shrinkage, which is um, crime uh, from shoplifting. It's from employee stealing. It's from... Uh, lost inventory it's from damaged inventory the high end of that correlates with the low end of what wage theft is like that's that's the type of theft we're dealing with furthermore wage theft doesn't just affect whoever is working like if you're working at walmart and you they don't pay you for overtime or they don't pay you whatever your uh your minimum wages or they don't pay you for breaks or whatever their, their current model is um they're not just stealing from you because they're stealing from a whole bunch of other people. Because if you don't have that money, not only can you not spend that money elsewhere to stimulate the economy from, you know, buying a car, buying a house, buying, you know, food, buying, you know, luxury items if you want, or going out and, you know, stimulating the economy. There's no tax revenue. There's yeah. states where they're losing out on uh, like a, over $100 million in tax revenue because of wage theft. So they can't use their... Uh, if they can't, like, just for example, mm-hmm. um, if there was, I think it's uh, um, Iowa, the governor there, uh, isn't expanding school lunches because it costs $2 million. Well, if they have a $100 million uh, deficit because of wage theft in tax in tax growth, that's 50 years of children 
um, not being able to eat for these EBT programs because of corporate greed. David, like, you, 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 are, you are making a point that <clears throat> a lot more people are going to have to, will, will be focusing on. Uh, the Republicans, of course, will come at it from a whole different angle. But from a, from a Democratic perspective or the, across the entire Democratic spectrum from left to right, uh, that knowing that Trump is, is a, is a de depleting and, and a fading force does not excuse us from having solid policies and a solid campaign based on policies, both policies that have been accomplished and done well and are continuing to do well, but also things that so clearly and obviously need to be dealt with. You're talking about the wage theft uh, issue. There's, there's a hell of a lot more out there also. I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I have a I have a pretty good sense that that uh, Mr. Biden will uh, be advised and will formulate uh, a campaign strategy that includes stressing some, if not all, of the things that you. I know hold near and dear to your heart and that you've talked about here on these microphones for, for several years now. But it's a, it's a wait and see situation and it's, it's also, uh, it's also uh, 11 months out still or 10 and a half months out uh, from uh, an election. And these things are going to be evolutionary. They're not going to be revolutionary overnight. There'll be a campaign built. And uh, it, it's, it's, <laughs> there's no sudden solution to any of this, neither on the pure Trumpian side or on the Biden campaign side. But as we've said forever and ever and ever, that's why we play the games. That's why they play the games. And it's why you and I are on these microphones. And, and where, what other microphones can people find you on, by the way? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Faces Ideas now. And I hope that they certainly do and, and continue to do so. Uh, fasten our seatbelts again. It's going to be a bumpy ride, but it sure as hell won't be a boring one. I thank you, David, once again uh, for being part of our show today. And uh, I encourage everybody to think about all of this. And I find myself that the probably one of the better ways to think about things uh, is sitting back, laying back, and... Uh, and, and doing it with a little more jazz.
listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. The process has begun. Donald's position as a financial guru is being challenged. It will be removed. It will be destroyed. His capacity to say that he's absolutely guiltless will fall to the first headline that says... Donald Trump guilty. But that does not excuse the Democrats and Joe Biden from coming up with a brilliant policy-based campaign strategy.